At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Good morning, everybody. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of a numbers game live on v and the DraftKings Network from Bar Canada in downtown Las Vegas, right here at the D. I'm Ben Wilson, in for Gil. Kelly Bidlin, our producer, is here once again. He never misses a day, Kelly. Great to have you back. How are you hanging in there with no NBA? I feel bad for you. You know what? It's uh, it's it's a little bit of a of a vacation and reset time. You know, yeah. it's a mental vacation. Like I, I watched yeah. college basketball last night. It was uh, it was, it was an exciting product. It, it was a, a little <laughs> bit of a mix up for me. Yeah, I mean Daytona on Monday, college basketball yesterday. Really mixing up what I'm doing. Yeah. The, the double that everybody uh, wants to go right in. Are you like the Doc Rivers of uh, of maybe needing you know j- diving in too early on college basketball? Are you are you thinking why why am I starting now? Why don't I just wait till March Madness? Uh, uh, yeah, but don't, I watched it. I wasn't firing okay. away, Ben. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I wasn't firing away on bets. Yeah, yeah. I'll save that for March Madness. Yes, I'll save that. But I've had a few uh, a few beverages in me on uh, Friday afternoon. The patented Kelly Bidlin at Florida State alma mater sweat is a sight to behold. That how are they doing this year? I have no idea. They're all right. ACC is terrible. Like, are they going to make the tournament? I know. I know they were like meh. Nah, nah. I mean, okay. and ACC is has really fallen off. So I don't. There's really not going to be many bids coming out of that conference in general. Really putting oh. Ben on the hot seat right out of the gate. No, they're not. Seconds they're in. not. <laughs> hey, Leonard Hamilton's still doing his thing, but as head coach, but yeah, it's incredible. Not much to like about uh, about Florida State. Could be worse, but there's there's uh, there's a way to go. We'll have a lot of college basketball talk. I have a couple bets that we'll talk about here uh, in about 15 minutes or so. And our pal Dallin Cuff, who was uh, burning the midnight oil last night in studio for ESPN, Dallin will join us to talk some of the college basketball biggest matchups on the card tonight, as well as breaking down. Champions League today. So we have Dallin coming up uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Before that, our pal Cian Dejad from the Monumental Sports Network and Sportsline will join us to talk Mexico Open. We go south of the border in the PGA. Fresh episode of Long Shots out now with Kelly, Matt Brown, and Wes Reynolds. We'll get Kelly's full thoughts as well on the Mexico Open and also have to get into some NFL draft talk as well because that is now the cycle that we're uh, we're moving into. We'll also get some NHL talk as well with our pal Jonathan Davis from Sirius XM on the ice. We've got everything covered covered, Kelly. Even the college football where, you know, 
I feel bad every time I say Kelly Bidlin, Florida State alum, and still bitter about what happened in the, in the playoff committee decision yeah. uh, going back to last season. But we do have now a new change that has been made. The committee yesterday, uh, late yesterday, approves the new 12-team playoff format with the now five conference champions plus the top seven at-large bids. Is there no better example, though, of how flawed the current college system is right now than the fact that this committee basically had to wait for the president of Washington State, who represents the Pac-12, whose school isn't even in the Pac-12 anymore, (laughs) to confer with the president of Oregon State, who's also not in the Pac-12 anymore, to figure out how they wanted to do the voting. Because those were the guys that continue to push everything back and back and back, trying to wait, all right, what's actually going to be best for our team? And it's just, it's hilarious to me, Kelly, that you get Kirk Schultz who comes out and basically admits, well, yeah, I guess for us, the only way we can qualify is being an at-large because we're not in a conference anymore that's a top five conference. So let's just go ahead and approve this format. Uh, College football, just general uh, hierarchy here in a nutshell, Kelly, in 2024. But that does get approved. It's the right decision. But that's what it all came down to. And that's what's crazy about the whole ordeal. How does that make any sense? It does. I don't know if I knew. So so the Washington State president was representing the Pac-12? So each conference has a particular representative. It's not like all, you know, not like every single school in each of the Power Fives gets a vote on this. They, They assign one representative. And in a great case of how flawed, the, especially the Pac-12 is, a conference that has been falling apart at the seams, their representative is a president who, as part of making a vote for one of the biggest decisions in the current landscape of college football, is the president of a school that is playing as part of a Mountain West schedule right. next year, and it is, the, is in the process of leaving altogether. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. I, everybody should be really confident w- with how this is going to go. I mean, this is... I, I, it's stuff like this, right, where we're... We're talking about changes, and yes, if, uh, yes, I like the idea of an expanded playoff, whatever. You make b- b- more big-time college football games, it's great. I do think it hurts the regular season a bit, but um, you know, at least nobody gets screwed, like Florida State uh, might have uh, this last time around. Uh, but it is... Um it's it's quite hilarious, yes, when you get into the details of how they get this stuff yeah. figured. Well, the other really funny part of this, too, is that the college football playoff committee, so it's you know the five conference champions, next seven at large. Seems pretty simple, right? You're going, all right, yeah, you have the group of five. But the college football playoff committee, they will intentionally not refer to it as the group of five because there is that long shot chance. You, know, you think about the current you know, group of five here uh, there, you know, it could be, uh, you know, the AAC is considered the, you know, the, the final of the group of five. You could have a conference USA team. You could have a Mountain West team who maybe they are higher in the overall rankings. They technically or even the Sun Belt or Mac. There's a world in which one of those conference champions <laughs> is actually your fifth here, Kelly. So that's a, the, even, the even funnier part about this. The, the committee can't even go and just and, and, and straight up tell you these are the five conference champions. And then we have seven at large. It's basically, well, it's the four legacy power fives as we know it. Four of the five. The fifth is sort of this floating potential fifth conference that could be one of four different leagues. But it will and be then, a conference champion in yes, that fifth a, spot? A, okay. a conference champion. But it yeah. could be any a, anywhere. But it, does, it doesn't have to be the American. Wow. So, figure that all out. That's your latest college football <laughs> college football news uh, going on right now. It is very important going forward, but it really just, it just more puts a magnifying glass on the general hypocrisy and unorganized structure of the top of the college football governing bodies. And we, the fans and the betters now, are the ones who try to sift through this year. Uh, futures is the biggest implication going forward when you talk about now a playoff being expanded. Speaking of futures, though, Kelly, it's late February. It's a great time to overreact to 
college basketball, what's going on right now. Whole lot of people, not necessarily in panic mode, but going, all right, is this UConn team really all that they were cracked up to be? Is the Huskies had a 14-game winning streak, longest in the country, hadn't lost in 2024. They go to Omaha last night and get the doors blown off. Uh, the Creighton Blue Jays come in and absolutely uh, own them from start to finish. There were guys. There was a guy who hadn't hit a three all season, Kelly, who was like basically Steph Curry. Um, kind of tells you in a nutshell how the Blue Jays night was going <laughs> last night. Um, it was I feel like that's Creighton every it, other. Well, year. it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty. Much, it was pretty nuts. Uh, they, were, they were getting guys uh, all all over the place to contribute. And now you go, all right, UConn. Who who are they really after losing eighty five sixty six? A very public play last night. Who lose by far as a two and a half point favorite? But they're still five to one on the futures board. And I would argue this is easily the best thing that could have happened to UConn in this run-up to the NCAA tournament. A NCAA tournament that has so much history of gauntlet running and front-running regular season teams getting to the one-and-done format and not necessarily flat falling flat on their face, but the pressure building up to a point that it is so hard to sustain. And how many examples do we need to look at? Uh, John Calipari himself can speak to this as a Kentucky head coach and even going back to his Memphis days where that was a team who ran through conference play, wasn't tested whatsoever. And all of a sudden you get to the big dance. One team starts getting hot from three, you get down a little bit and you don't really know how to react to that. I thought the quotes last night from head coach Bobby Hurley were extremely telling where he came out and, and straight up said, it's hard to be motivated in a huddle when you haven't lost in two months. Think about how that translates forward, Kelly, to an NCAA tournament. Of course, you're going to have motivation, but you haven't been tested like that. You haven't actually been knocked off. Where do you really go there and get the fire? You know, UConn, you think about them compared to last year when they had a huge early season and into the start of Big East play swoon. Ended up only being a four seed and had all the motivation in the world being as they felt disrespected by the committee. It's totally the opposite now this year where they have a target on their back. They're the number one team in the country, and they've been that way all season. They are the favorites and should be to win the big dance. This is the best thing that could happen to them because of that motivation going forward and, and because they now can go back to a really good head coach and say, all right, guys, let's lock in. Let's be better at three-point defense where they've been outside the top 100 all season. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, Jared and I were talking about it kind of the past couple of days. Is this, you know, a good, would it be a good thing or a bad thing kind of for this team to pick up an L uh, along the way here? And uh, you're probably right, Ben. I think this probably recenters them a bit. You get, you get to look forward, look ahead. And if you're a better, UConn was 5-1 to one yesterday. They're 5-1 to one today after a loss. So um, we talked about this, like, with the rest of their schedule, not really all that all that tough still, right, Ben? So, like, this is, you know, if you want to get involved on UConn, I don't know if I'd be getting involved in this short of a number with the NCAA tournament and how the layout is, uh, you know, how it works. But um, you're talking about a number that's probably not getting any longer by the time we get no. to the tournament, right? That's part of it. It's not any value you want to be actually betting. And really, outside of a game at Marquette, which is the rematch of that top five game from last weekend, where UConn won by 28 and was basically proclaimed you had writers saying, all right, is this UConn team better than last year's team? As if to say, don't even play March Madness. It's over. You know, we go so far on one side of the spectrum and now we've come probably too far back on the other side going, oh, what's wrong with this team? They just got blown out by a pretty good Creighton team who is you know, in the 30 to one range to win the big dance and has the tools to make a deep run with a guy like a Ryan Kalkbrenner, who was a stud last night, a seven foot big who can step out and also shoot threes at five to one. It's you know, it's not a team. Kelly, to your point, I'm not betting five to one right now, just because it's buying low on a team that lost. The odds didn't even move. So you can't even say that at the end of the day, though, 
UConn is still going to be the favorite, and they should be. And they should be by margin, considering the teams right in their same ilk of Purdue and Houston, who are untested, who have struggled in the big moments in high-leverage NCAA tournament spots. Because UConn still has a head coach in Dan Hurley who just won a national title and proved that his in-game decision-making was absolutely elite in the stretches where they needed it most last year. You still have a do-it-all guard in Tristan Newton, who is an unbelievable player on both ends of the floor and has been rated as one of the top 10 players in the country. You still have dead-eye three-point shooters like an Alex Caravan. There are two different shooters shooting over 40% this year from three. Caravan as well as Cam Spencer, and you got back from injury your 7-2 center, Donovan Klingon, who's an absolute beast on the boards, top 10 in offensive rebounding this year. It's still the most complete team in college basketball. Don't let late February results, when teams are kind of in the dog days of the season, impact you as to thinking, what are the team's likelihoods of winning it all come March? I like it, man. I like it. Like it makes sense. And yeah, this is uh, this is uh, the get the battle tested uh, yeah. time of the schedule, right? Like get prepared for the tournament time, man. Got hey, to get some get these L's out of the way. Time of year, it's a whole lot of conference revenge, long road trips, and we'll talk about some of those situational spots. I love the situational betting this time of year, and we will have two plays to uh, to reflect that coming up next. A lot of big matchups here on the card today. We'll go to the Mountain West. We'll go to the SEC when we come back. It is a numbers game here for Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is VSIN.com slash pro. Kelly Bidlin's gotten all the college basketball talk he can handle first uh, half hour of the show. 
So we're <laughs> gave you everything I got. <laughs> he emptied the tank. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for just letting me catch my breath for, you know, 15 seconds at a time. That's all I wanted. <laughs> no problem. All want, that's all I wanted. Now we transition to something Kelly loves. And we will talk about a bunch here coming up on the show. It's the golf as the PGA Tour goes south of the border here uh, to Puerto Vallarta. And our pal Sina Jad joins us right now. Great to have Sia back here on A Numbers Game. Find him on the Monumental Sports Network as well as host on Sportsline at Sia Najad. Uh, Sia, how are you, how, I know Kelly has uh, talked a lot on this show about his mental uh, fortitude here trying to stomach six triple-digit winners in seven events so far on the PGA Tour. How has that all broken down for you with the way your card has, uh, has kind of been formulated here in the early part of the season? Well, it's interesting. By the way, Ben, uh, nice to be with you, Kelly, obviously, as well. Uh, you know, I haven't hit the outrights. I'm all for long shots, let's be honest, but I am not hitting Nick Dunlap. I'm not hitting Hideki at, at 90 to 1, although I probably should have. Anytime Hideki's at such a long number, we do know he has superstar ability. What I have been good at so far is kind of round matchups and tournament matchups, things of that nature. So that's kind of the good news because I think that is the bread and butter when it comes to golf betting. And certainly Kelly can tell you that as well. That's kind of the sustainable model, right? It's great to hit an outright, it's great to hit a first round leader, but if you can be ahead on your head-to-head matchups, your, maybe your, your round three balls, your round head-to-heads, uh, that's where you know you can sustain it long-term. Yeah, I, I at least Kelly really enjoy when Sia comes out with you know with the Sia live bets and it's the like round two three ball and I'm like this wasn't even on my radar and then I look <laughs> yep. and I'm like doing the stuff in my head and I'm like wait that actually makes a lot of sense so I feel I know I feel like that has probably been Sia as we've gone through where you can look kind of in tournament here you know it applies same principles right as in game betting in other sports you can see where the strokes gain numbers are at in real time you can see the matchups and especially further down the board where the odds might not be super tight you go okay there could be some edges here to exploit even if it's not the sexy all right here long shots for betting to win outright well that's the beauty of golf betting because it's impossible for them to have efficient markets across all of these potential bets these aren't just pre-tournament bets right you mentioned it in mid-tournament where I, like sometimes i'll tweet these plays out and you've got pretty much every matchup on the board or at least every player that has a matchup for in in large part across all the books so you know it, it's such a big delta between the efficiency of that type of market where you've got potentially 156 players and matchups every single day and resetting those matchups every single day in three balls versus like an nfl sunday Day. Uh, sure. Even the prop market in the NFL is going to be more efficient, which, and again, I, I love betting the NFL sides and totals and the prop market. But if we're talking about efficiency of markets, you're going to find at least efficient on a sport like golf, which isn't as popular. And certainly when you have so, such a multitude of bets, um, that's where the edge is going to be. See you to John with us on a numbers game as we preview the Mexico Open. If there is the elephant on the green this week, it's the putter of Tony Finau, who ranks 169th out of 170 on the PGA Tour this year, Sia, in those putts from four to eight feet. It's been an absolute disaster so far for Finau. And yet he's the favorite, overwhelmingly so, because he's finished runner-up and champion each of the last two years here at Vedanta Vallarta. How are you approaching Finau this week? Well, some might say because he's not 170 out of 170, the glass is half full instead of half empty. So <laughs> let's just go. try to stay positive on Tony Finau. But the reality is that, like, listen, he's been really good here. The, the, the When he lost, it's only been two times on this course, he lost to John Rahm. So no shame in that. I mean, he's obviously great and I expect him to be great again and I expect the putter to be just fine for him because these past column greens they, they present such a different sort of challenge than maybe the greens he's been putting on as of late so I mean I, I think he's going to be 
okay with the putter. Am I taking him at seven or eight to one? No, I'm not because I think there's enough guys in the chase pack that can just have four rounds that, you know, in aggregate are better than Tony Finau. So if Tony Finau was 14 to one, we'd be having a different conversation. I think he's going to do fine. I think he's likely going to land in the top 10, uh, but I'm not betting him. It makes sense when you think about only six of the top 60 in the world rankings are in this field. And you have some guys we're used to seeing longer numbers on who are now a little bit shorter because of that. So where did you look to start your card here, at least on the outright market? Yeah, I started with Steven Yeager. I mean, if I'm being honest, I look at his metrics and I want to be a little bit more impressed with his metrics. But I do think this is first of all, he's been just fine. But but except for his last tournament, I I do think this is a potential field where Steven Yeager can finally break out. I mean, he's got enough length off the tee. He's good enough with the iron play. The putter can sometimes plague him. But again, on these past Fallon greens, I expect him to do pretty well. Uh, The history is okay here. Actually, it's better. It's a little bit better than okay if memory serves. I think he's been inside the top 20 both times he's played here. I think this is one of those fields where we can finally see Steven Yeager in the winner's circle. And I'll say the same about Taylor Pendrith. Taylor Pendrith is really kind of like I would say the last six months of last year, he was really bad. And, and we were waiting for Taylor Pendrith to like start being a good again. I mean, he had an injury to shake off about a year ago. He's starting to get back into form and this is such a good course fit for him. So him and Jaeger at 25 to one, and I'll, and I'll get to my other guy at 25 to one in, in a second. I think they're really good course fits, especially Taylor Pendrith. He's good with the long irons as well. The other guy I really like, and I, and I got it 35 to one. I even tweeted this out right when the lines came out because I had a feeling uh, the, the, the number was going to go down. I said, Hey, everybody, my, my first bet is going to be Keith Mitchell at 35 to one. And I didn't move the market. I'm not saying I did. I think a lot of people moved the market, but it went down to 25 to one within maybe a couple of hours. I think Keith Mitchell is really primed again in this field to play really well. He was T 17 at the farmers. Now that's a, that's definitely a different course, but what I love about Mitchell is he was T 17 at the farmers and we're starting to see the off the T stuff really bounce or come back for him. Uh, and Keith Mitchell is just, he's such a good course fit. If he is popping with the weighted with the off the T numbers in the driving distance, which I fully expect him to do, I think he absolutely can win this tournament. So those are three guys I like in the kind of the shorter shot market, 25 to 30 to one. I'll give you, I'll give you two long shot outrights real quick. Johnny Vegas ball strike. We really saw it last week uh, or the last time he played. And if the ball striking is there, this is a really good course for Johnny Vegas. And then Michael Kim's another guy that's emerging with the long iron play with the off the tee game. Both he and Johnny Vegas are in that 55 to 60 to one range. I think they've got a viable shot to win it. We're talking Vedanta Vallarta, Mexico, open here with our pal Cena Jad right now on a numbers game. It's been viewed as a bomber's paradise. You know, the issue is there's not a whole lot of data. We only have two years of the tournament. Is it as easy to just say as, all right, focus on your big hitters, your guys who hit the long irons well, and just go from there? Or how much other feel did you try to incorporate considering, considering the stats and data don't really go all that far back? Yeah, it's a great question. Unfortunately, I have a very simple answer for you. And I think the answer is yes. Normally, I want to provide a little bit more nuance, but I think this truly is one of the few courses where you can just say, hey, this is a bomber's paradise. I hope you pick the right bombers. And if you do, like, I'll give you an example. Ryan Fox is... Has it not been good? He's a good golfer, but he has not been good. If you look at the metrics, they're they're just terrible across the board. If you start seeing where he is in the market, he's 35 to one to win this tournament. When you look at the top 40, top 20 market, he's a guy that's actually getting a, like a decent amount of respect. Even in round one matchups, I'm noticing like he's a favorite uh, over Michael Kim at minus 120 versus plus 100. He's a guy that's been so bad, but because he's such a good course fit, because he's he can bomb it and, and potentially get hot, he's a guy that the market is actually at least moderately respecting. So it's just to me, 
you, you can absolutely be the guy like a Mark Hubbard who's not necessarily long off the tee that can succeed here. Brandon Wu's another guy that succeeded here because he's great on past Fallon Greens. But for me, in large part, I'm looking for those bombers. And it also reflects in now the first round leader market where there's going to be a lot of variants, right? Talk about a bomber's paradise, a lot of birdies made out there. Vedanta Vallarta, how did you go about attacking the FRL market there? Yeah, this will look really familiar. Taylor Pendrith, Keith Mitchell. Uh, they're no stranger to hot starts, by the way. So, I mean, I think at 40 to 1 each way, by the way, these are all morning guys. I do expect in this tournament the, the morning conditions to be much better. But Pendrith and Mitchell, both at 40 to 1. Jake Knapp is a newcomer. Speaking of bombers, he can absolutely bomb it. And we've seen him be really success, successful on the Corn Ferry Tour. That is translated in the few starts on the PGA Tour. So, at 50 to 1, like, I, I don't want to be late to the party on Jake Knapp. I don't have him as an outright. He almost was an outright. But long story short, 50 to one. This guy can get hot. And then again, Michael Kim, I already mentioned Sam Stevens uh, is a, is a really good course fit here at 66 to one. You might get, find him at 55 to one as a first round leader in some markets. I think that's plenty worth it. He's 7,100 in DraftKings. He's super popular because he's a really good course fit. And I think Sam Stevens has a shot to uh, be a first round leader here. Yeah, you're gonna we're you're gonna see a lot of the same names later, Ben. Uh, when I go oh, really? to my place, uh, oh, yeah, nice. uh, yes, uh, Sia and I are aligned a lot. I forgot there was one bet I wanted to tail you on when you when you sent me stuff last night, Sia, and it was that Pendra top Canadian. That that might be my favorite bet on your card. I haven't bet that yet. I'll be adding that one for sure. One of you know something you brought up real quick though the first round leader stuff. John Rom's comments about the wind come affecting things on the morning wave versus the afternoon wave. Look it up if you haven't seen it. If you are betting this week, I think there's something very telling there on who you might want to be targeting kind of first round leader wise and what you're going to see with some of that wind. Uh, it was something to see it just kind of mentioned. Yeah, no, that's fascinating to look at, too. And that will be the one really course defense that we see is the wind on a, on a coastal course like that. Also, Michael Kim minus 110 over Austin Eckerot. See his matchup here this week. See, great to see you again. We love having the deep dive card on every single week of the golf betting calendar. Great to see you again. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. See you soon. We have more to come as well on the golf because Kelly Bidlin has this full course breakdown. We have the Long Shots podcast. It is out now wherever you get your podcast. Kelly, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds. Be sure to check that out as well. We'll dive a little bit deeper into the golf in a little bit. Up next, though, we continue the discussion on a numbers game. We go to the NFL talking some next team odds for quarterbacks. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It is our number two of a numbers game from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're live from downtown Las Vegas, Bar Canada at the D. I'm Ben Wilson in for Gil. Kelly Bidlin with us on the desk. Kelly, uh, Kelly gonna make it a whole show without talking NBA today, but that's what we have tomorrow for, Kelly. That's right. We got a lot going on tomorrow. We got a lot going on tomorrow. By the way, we're in these like we're in the bar stools that you and I are very used to over uh-huh. here at the D. I think I've got one of those that that someone's been it's been sat in about a thousand times mm. more than others. So I feel like I'm way lower today. Than <laughs> usual. Lower. Well, that is pay, you're paying homage to our old uh, our old setup where right. the vintage South Point studio chairs have gone up and down and up. And down. <laughs> exactly, yeah, some yeah. things never change, no matter uh, no matter the venue uh, that we are at. We will have NFL draft talk coming up in a little bit. Also, Kelly's breakdown of the Mexico Open, our best bets for tonight. Or if you missed any of our college basketball plays 
stories in our one. We'll rehash those. And right now, to continue the college basketball discussion, also get some Champions League talk. He was burning the midnight oil late last night. Was watching him doing studio on that St. Mary's San Francisco game that went right down to the wire. It's our pal Dallin Cuff from ESPN who joins us right now. Pretty crazy day yesterday down in the college basketball world. What did you make of the uh, UConn going down there? What do you think about their chances now going forward? Seems like people want to say, oh, uh, what's wrong with the Huskies? But they are still your favorites here at 5-1 to one to win it all. Man, recency bias on full display here because uh, around Saturday, around 5 o'clock Eastern time, UConn was the greatest team that's ever been created, guys. So let's not forget, they did just, just thrash Marquette. They're still really good. It was a kind of a must-bet Creighton situation, and we talked about it yesterday um, on ESPN Bet Live. Just like, obviously, everybody was on UConn. You're going on the road. Creighton's a team that we thought they were the two best teams in the conference coming into the season. And Creighton has been a little more up and down for various reasons and, and some matchup problems they've had in certain games. But they're still really good and capable. They made 14 threes. They're going to beat almost anybody in the country. And that's what UConn didn't do. They didn't limit their three-point shots. They're able to break down the Blue Jays, get in the middle of their defense, and kick out for good looks. Uh, and UConn just wasn't as locked in defensively and as good on the ball in terms of guarding their yard and keeping them out of the lane as they have been throughout the season. So, no, I'm not worried about them at all. UConn is still the best team in the country. They are still – I rarely ever think the favorite is the best bet to win the national championship. But if you're going to make a, a bet before you see the bracket come out, UConn would be the, would be the bet. Um, uh, not because of value, obviously, because they're the favorite, but still I think it's probably on 5-1, 5.5-1, 6-1. Um, they have it all. They can win games in every different type of way. And last night they ran into a really good team on the road that, that, that beat them up. Sure, still going to be a really good game-to-game bet, I would think, Down as we get into the NCAA tournament. A team that they beat last year to end their season and a team who now has the longest active winning streak in college basketball team you were uh, watching last night in St. Mary's. It's, it's a weird season where there are definitely some of the, you know, the mid-major type teams that have what it takes to make deeper runs with how there's a lot more up in the air here once you get past the likes of UConn at the top here. What do you make of St. Mary's' ability to make a second weekend or Final Four on a team that's in that double-digit range to even make the Final Four at this point? But a game team it's clicking on all cylinders right now they're good but guys I, there's no shot i think they're making the final four i do not think that's a good bet and just because of how they play they, they're one of the slowest tempos in the country which creates a small margin of error they are talented but not uber talented aiden mahaney's good Mitchell saxon provides an inside presence joshua jefferson getting fully healthy is really important for that team so he missed last night's game um they have balance they have a number of guys that can hurt you different ways they really defend but that WCC is not what it was even two years ago with Gonzaga being one of the lead teams in the country. San Fran was better that year, made a tournament. Obviously, St. Mary's. You're, the league was a little better. So they're, yeah. they're 13 and not poo-pooing win 13 games in a row in any, any way and, and winning in the kennel like they did last month. That's all great stuff. Or, that's all great stuff. But really, their upside to me remains somewhat limited relative to a Final Four. Maybe get out of the second weekend, sure. The matchups are really important. But like I said, when you play that slow of a tempo and you're going to have a small margin of error no matter what, that makes it really hard to, to win games against really good teams that possibly could push you out of your comfort zone, pressure some of those guards, and make it a little more challenging, which we've seen in the, in the non-conference. That same team did struggle. Yep, such a good point. Style does matter. And thinking about that San Francisco team that used to be with Todd Golden was a 10 seed a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and had a couple of really good teams. Yep. Well, Todd Golden is now in Gainesville, and you talk about style. It's a fascinating matchup tonight because it's our highest total on the board. Florida goes to Alabama, two teams that are almost carbon copies of each other. They both play really fast. They're both very good on offense. Defense can sometimes be optional. What do you make of a line that's right now Alabama minus eight and a half at home against the Gators? It's funny, guys, because whenever I like, those are the games when you see them coming up yesterday before the lines come out. I'm just like, what is the total on this game? Today? Like, how <laughs> yeah. high are we going to go? And I believe I saw, I think I saw 174 this morning. You tell me if it's any different. It is, yeah. Um, but that's, it, it's, a, yeah, it's not surprising at all where it is, given how these teams can score. 
and Alabama is a little better defensively. The, the pace of this game is just going to be bonkers. And my my challenge with Florida, I think Florida's really good, and they finally their numbers have reflected that. They've gotten a couple wins. They were one of those teams a month ago. Honestly, I was like, man, and I, I love Todd. I've known Todd since he was uh, the volunteer assistant at Columbia back two thousand uh, the two thousand eleven, I guess. Um, and really good, really good coach and a young mind, but his his team had not gotten some of the big wins they needed to get. They had not performed in some critical moments when they needed to. Even having that loss against Kentucky at home back in the beginning of league play would have been a critical win for that team. That said, they've started to get those wins. The bigs have gotten a lot better. I think Riley Kugel kind of Kugel kind of understanding his role is really important and not trying to do too much. Zion Pullen and Walter Clayton are more the guards that make that team go. And Riley's got he's taken a little bit more of a not a backseat, just understanding his role a little bit more has been really critical for this team. That said, I, I don't. I mean, they they could get blown out in this game. This game has a massive variance to me. I think it's a, it's either a one possession game or they lose by twenty or fifteen. Yeah, and that's what yeah. makes it hard to bet. This is a situation. This a situation. If I see the pace early on, I might I, I might wade into the uh, the total, um, which I've done a number of these SEC games. Certainly when Alabama and Auburn are playing, it's like I want to get a feel for how the game is going to go. And then try to fire at that situation. Yep, no question. I laid it with Alabama thinking the latter is much more likely to happen, but totally, totally understand that with the high variance there. Alabama minus eight and a half right now, 174 your total. As Dallin Cuff from ESPN joins us right now, outstanding college basketball analyst. We'll also talk some Champions League uh, here in a second. One other game, it's really the uh, marquee matchup of the night in the mid major ranks. Colorado State goes to New Mexico and the Pit, two really good Mountain West teams. That's been a great league, projected to get six bids in. And New Mexico is now out to seven point favorites at a lot of books down how do you see this one playing out Ooh. that's tough I, I like New Mexico's team and I think out of, out of the Mountain West teams I think they may be best suited to win some games in the tournament just because of how they play they play an up-tempo style they turn you over a lot of different guys can score Denton Day is really an electric guard um, as, as I lo- I'm looking for teams in that league that don't have to grind it and don't have to play it slow which the m- majority of them do that are really good in that league and that's what I think is different about them. Them playing the pit is really tough. That's it. They've, you know, UNLV beat them there. They've had some losses there. Um, if that number keeps creeping up, I don't like to always go against the numbers, but I, I would, I would lean toward taking the points and thinking that game could be a little bit closer. Colorado State has had some issues on the road, um, but that's a game that that ultimately is going to come down to who can get defensive stops and who can string those stops together. And I would lean on New Mexico obviously to win the game, but I think they keep you within the number if it gets up to seven. Um, but that's another one too that a lot of those Mount West games have been weird, especially when you got road teams um, that have played teams that you have great home advantages have not represented that against some of the best teams consistently throughout the course of the season. Yeah, sure. Play. A couple eight and five teams there in the Mountain West doing battle at the pit tonight. One more college hoops we'll throw at you down, then go to the soccer. Duke on the road at Miami tonight, where the Canes have just completely fallen apart here over the past month. Duke is laying about five on the road. What do you make of this Duke team, especially going through a, a subpar ACC slate, at least compared to past seasons? Guys, Miami may be the most disappointing team in the country. Uh, they were, I was so high on them coming into this year. Uh, Wilco Poplar was, I, he still could be a lottery pick. I mean, North Shadow Mir, really challenging big to guard that's physical, that provides a presence. And he started to make, you know, shoot the ball, which I thought was a good thing, but he's fallen in love at times with showing that he can make threes, which is not a good thing. They lack toughness. They lack, connect, they lack connectivity. Jim Laranega is a great coach. He doesn't seem to be able to reach these guys right now. All that said, Seems like a great spot to take six and a half at home. So that's what I just, I just <laughs> yeah. saw in my, my, my book was six and a half. So I'm sitting here like, are they going to do it? Guys, they burned me all year. When I faded them, they cover. When I take them, they hose me. I'm talking like 0 for 7. It's, it's, uh. I, I hate them. So if you're listening to this, maybe you're probably like, give me Duke. But this is in this time. Like I, it's like I'm obsessed with the talent. I just keep seeing the talent. 
And I see Duke, and I understand Duke has had some struggles on the road. They're still a, a team that's trying. Their kids still trying to gel. They just need to get fully healthy. I still don't, haven't gotten word. Maybe you guys know. I was going to try to talk to people close to the game. If if Proctor's healthy, if he is, how's he looked? You know, in, in practice or shoot around? Because um, that team, obviously, how they played the weekend, Duke without Proctor was no problem. Uh, you still want NBA talent on your roster and ready to go. And he needs to want to guard on both ends. And if he plays, I'm not sure. It was a distance by subtraction this weekend. I don't know if it's always the case. We'll kind of wait and see. I would like to see that team get fully coalesced, healthy, and gel and be able to play together. But you're going to give me six and a half at home. Miami's home crowd was great last year. It's good when Carolina and Duke come to town. Carolina, they got a push. That was one of my hoses. Because I cooked Carolina minus three. They ended up pushing that game against all odds, uh, which hurt. So I guess it's not 0-7. I got a push there, but it's not what I wanted. In terms of this game, I think I'm going to take the six and a half. I think we're going to continue yeah. to just have the Hurricanes break my heart because <laughs> I'm just obsessed with the talent, and they are at home, and their crowd will at least be there for Duke. Yeah, Duke open five and a half. They're up to six and a half. couple books even shaded towards seven now. A lot of movement there toward the Blue Devils tonight. As, I know, right? Dallin Cuff joins us right now. Talk well, about Chips and uh, some soccer. Is Miami fully healthy, though, too? If, that's, if Miami fully healthy, right. is one question now, too. I just can we figure that out. A team that's lost three of four uh, on lost four straight, three of those four games coming on the road. We have two Champions League matchups here today. Down Barcelona goes to Napoli, and then Arsenal, who's been red hot at Porto today in the Champions League. These are first of second leg uh, aggregate scorelines here in the round of 16. Down, what are you looking at today in the Champions League? Guys, I say this with full bias. I'm an Arsenal fan, been it for almost 20 years now. I've been waiting seven years to hear the champions. <laughs> and Arsenal be on the field and a knockout league game, like a round game. Like, I am ant. I took off my serious show this afternoon purely to watch this game. And I can't imbibe because we'll be on TV tonight, but we'll be locked into the game. That said, the play uh, from a non-biased perspective is Porto double chance. They're plus 125 to win or draw and at home, and they are a good team. And that building is going to be on fire. They've got good young talent. And I don't think they're coming in with any fear of an Arsenal team that I think is, is very good. It sh- should be the team that gets through this tie. But, uh, yeah, for them to walk away with the result and, and at least get a draw at home, I don't think that's far-fetched at all, especially the way Arsenal's played great the last two games, 11 combined goals. They finally look like they've opened something up offensively, not so reliant on Saka and Martinelli to create from the outside. Um, that said, this, this team has never played in a Champions League knockout round game. They're inexperienced in the title run showed last year. Experience, and you talk to all these guys I work with in the SPFC shows, title run, I mean, experience matters, especially in Champions League games. They don't really have it. So I'm a little concerned. So Porto, plus 125, winner draws to play there. And it's first of two legs, so it's not like the tie's over, just if Arsenal yeah, yeah. draws exactly. it goes down 1-0. Dallin Cuff, thanks so much, man, for joining us. We always appreciate your insights. And anytime, guys. Oh, also, lay the lumber. Napoli progressing past Barcelona. Napoli over Barca. There we go. That's another one here on a numbers game. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That is VSIN.com slash pro. We still have Kelly Bidlin's Mexico Open breakdowns. We'll run through our best bets in the college basketball card for tonight, but we have yet to talk NHL today on the show, and that's where our pal Jonathan Davis comes in, uh, who joins us right now, host of Ice Cap on Sirius XM NHL and the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast. Great to have JD back here on a numbers game. And is it is it just me or has this last uh, couple months stretch here been all about the streaks in hockey? And you get teams like Florida now at the at the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, an, another team right alongside of them here uh, in in the East. After Florida's won six straight, the Rangers all of a sudden have won eight straight. Right on the heels of Edmonton setting a record with the longest regular season win streak we've ever seen. Like what's gotten into these teams here this year? Well, yeah, streaking is definitely the theme in the NHL. And look for, you know, the New York Rangers have, have finally, it seems like they have found their way. The Florida Panthers have been one, I think, one of the best stories of the NHL this year, uh, surviving injuries early on. And, and and to me, the team that I would play, you know, long shot, or if, I, if I'm going to make a futures bet for an Eastern Conference team to reach the final, it is the Florida Panthers. And yeah, ever since the coaching change in Edmonton, they have been a much different team. Yeah, we're looking right now, Florida now 4-1, to one, technically on the odds board here. Favorites, just a slight shade ahead of Boston to come out of the East while Edmonton is your favorites there in the West. And that leads us into our best game on the card tonight where Boston goes to Edmonton. You know, not all that often where you're getting Boston as a significant underdog, but they are in the matchup tonight. Edmonton finally coming back to earth after that uh, super long win streak. What do you make of the spot there for both teams? You know, it's a spot that Boston has has done well in. Uh, you know, they've won three straight and they've won four or five at Edmonton. I, you know, it, it's hard to go against Edmonton, who's I think they're sixteen and six as a as a home betting favorite this year. I'm looking at the under because the under has been traditionally the play in this game. The under's hit hitting three straight. It's hitting seven of nine overall. It's cashed. Uh, I think it, it's it's also cashed. Five straight in Edmonton. And so for me, I'm looking at under six and a half in this one. Uh, It's tough with, with, you know, with the Oilers offense to go under. But for some reason, guys, it's low scoring games when these two teams meet. And sitting right now on the odds board as we update our screen, minus 148 on Edmonton. A little bit of play uh, to the underdog Bruins there. You can find them plus 124, six and a half. That total uh, shaded a little bit to the under as well. You know, we talked teams also, JD, now that we're into this uh, kind of home stretch of the year, about 25 games left for a lot of teams before the playoffs get underway. And with the those two wildcard bursts up for grabs, if we start in the East, 
as much as we can like Florida, who is a short number now, 4-1 to one, to win the Eastern Conference, the two teams right now are, at least in the Lightning's case, a team that has a whole lot of postseason experience. Red Wings are a great story early. Those would be your two wildcard uh, spots right now. If you're looking further down the board, teams that are either on the bubble or on the outside looking in, if we start Eastern Conference, who would be a team that could very easily, in your eye, catch fire and be a sexy pick to make a run come postseason time? If New Jersey can get themselves a goalie, then they've got a shot. Um, but right now, you know, Tampa is a team that it, I always say never bet against the Lightning with all the experience they have, but they're just not the same team. You know, we just saw them lose 9-2 over the weekend to Florida. They lost to Ottawa 4-2. Uh, I, I think, you know, Tampa has has you know, given up so much draft capital over the years to get them cups and it's worth it. I will always trade guys prospects for parades any day, but if I'm looking at a long shot in the East, only if New Jersey can find their way to get them improve their goaltending situation. When I look at, at a team like the devils, yeah, 14 to one right now, the devils are to win the East. Jonathan Davis joins us right now on numbers game. Follow him at West coast hockey, H K Y. As we're talking all things NHL, you go to the West and it's, it's sort of like the case of two teams who've been in great form for the most part this year, all of a sudden hitting a bit of a rough patch now coming out of the all-star break stars who lead their division have lost three straight. Same goes for the Canucks who are a great early story out of the position. If you're gauging any sort of concern level in those two teams, who would be higher in your eyes right now? Maybe Vancouver. I mean, the, the Canucks schedule, guys, coming out of the All-Star break, it, it's brutal. I mean, they've got 17 teams after the All-Star break that were in playoff contention. And that was most out of really any team in the Pacific Division. You know, the other thing with Vancouver people are talking about is that they had guys that were playing above their heads from a shooting percentage standpoint in the NHL. You had about six guys that were shooting at 20%. That's extremely high for the NHL. So there was going to be some market correction. Uh, you know, they're in a rough stretch right now. And last night, you know, for me, that was my best bet of the night was, was Colorado because Vancouver had that dreaded back-to-back Going into into Colorado, uh, you know, with, with no rest. Whether it's yeah. the, you know, team going to play the Nuggets in the NBA or the Avalanche in the NHL, you don't want that. So, you know, I wasn't surprised about what happened last night. They played, you know, they they played some tough teams, so I could see them dropping off. To me, Dallas is still one of the class teams in in, in the conference. I I think that they they will make a, a trade before the deadline. I wouldn't be too concerned about the Dallas Stars. And a couple teams right now who are at the top of their respective standings. I've noticed the intra, the in-season points odds right now, which a lot of books are offering. You can look at those at DraftKings. It's it's like one oh eight and a half right now on in-season points for uh, for a Vancouver team that they do lead everybody. They have eighty points right now. But you talk about the you know, just the strength of schedule now going forward. Are those markets you look at at all now that we're here coming down the home stretch? You have a little bit more shorter window to look at with twenty five games left. I haven't, but now you're intriguing me to do so. <laughs> I, I'll have to, to to crunch some numbers on on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of points that Vancouver would need to hit that number. Um, so I'll I'll have to do a little research before I, I I move further. But I do like that. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, one hundred nine and a half, I should say, uh, Vancouver uh, at, at right now. Again, that would only you're eighty, as you say. You'd need a thirty points there from your final twenty five or so uh, games there going forward. As far as the uh, the rest of the card here for tonight, uh, it's a we talk about some of these teams in the Eastern Conference. You didn't mention Toronto, who's had sort of an up and down year, but still find themselves in pretty good playoff positioning going on going on at least right now. But they go on the road tonight. Too much of a price to lay. Seems like that's what the better thought is. They're getting steamed against that on the road against Arizona from minus 220 down to minus 180. 
Yeah, it is a big price. But for me, look, the best play in this game is Austin Matthews' anytime goal at minus 135. He returns home to Arizona. He's got a chance to hit the 50 mark tonight. So for me, that would be my number one play in the game. And if you want some plus money, like I think Austin Matthews is just going to shoot, 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 and shoot more. You can get over one and a half points at plus 134. If you do want to grab the Leafs, look, there's two ways that, that you can approach it. You can take the Leafs in regulation at minus 120. Arizona's a bad hockey team right now. Now, you're talking about that line now shifting to minus 180. Guys, since the calendar flipped to 2024, teams on the closing line favored between one, minus 175 and minus 200. If my memory serves me correct, they're 11-2 on the money line, and they're 10-3 on the puck line. So mm. now, now Toronto's getting into that sweet spot for me. but uh, So I would look at them. Uh, but for me, yeah, the Austin Matthews anytime goal, that's that's the way to go for this one tonight. Guy, he's only minus 3,000 to finish as the uh, leading scorer in the NHL. It's well, been, I, yeah. You know, guys, I've been saying it on the air. It was interesting. Yesterday or two nights ago, I was on with Wes, and I was saying Austin Matthews for the Hart Trophy, the NHL's MVP yeah. award. Two days ago, going into the day, he was at minus $7. He was plus 700 after he scored his 49th goal on President's Day, he dropped to plus 500. Uh, still think there's a lot of value there. If he if he can get to 70-plus goals, for me, he is the Hart Trophy winner. Yeah, that's, it's fascinating you bring that up because now he's hitting plus 450. That 50-goal mark, I mean, it's inevitable. He's going to get there. And you say the, the odds on potentially even getting out to like a 70 here. He's behind Nathan McKinnon, who's plus 175, Nikita Kucherov, plus 240, and Connor McDavid, plus 320. You know, all guys who've had really strong seasons. But you know, it, it, isn't it weird? That I kind of think first, like with the way Edmonton's come on back half of the year, I would almost think McDavid would be the one guy you'd have to worry about if you were holding a Matthews ticket is it is it is it fair to say that with how uh, the other guys are here top of those odds boards i think mckinnon's the guy but if, if someone if you score 70 goals in the nhl it's hard not to make that guy the mvp that's a very fair way of looking at it here jonathan davis joining us uh, for the rest of the card and it's a short card tonight only five games as well anything else you're looking at here uh, to attack now that lines are out and starting to move yeah, the only other one, I mean, I would look at the under in Philadelphia, Chicago, guys. These are two teams that that play to the under. Chicago, 29 of their 51 games have gone under with a couple of pushes. Philadelphia, 30 and 24 to the under with a couple of pushes. So I, I like that one now. You know, DraftKings, I think, has it at six. You, there are a shop around. There are some six and a halfs out there as well. I mean, the Flyers are a good road favorite team. They've, they've been favored five times on the road. They're four and one. I just don't like the price now that it's climbed to minus 230 on the side. I would look at the total going under. We're looking under there in Flyers and Blackhawks. Also an under six and a half in Bruins and Oilers. And then look for some Austin Matthews. Many time goal uh, scoring there with Toronto on the road at Arizona. He's Jonathan Davis. Always a pleasure talking some puck with you, J.D. Great to see you as always. Good to see you guys. Be well. Enjoy. And uh, hopefully I'll see you guys in about a month coming out for Springsteen. Uh, Let's go. Vegas Golden Knights hockey. Let's Springsteen and Vegas Golden Knights. So a great combo for uh, for hockey. It's coming out to uh, Sid City. Always great to see Jonathan Davis. We have our final segment coming up next on a numbers game. Mexico Open best bets, college basketball best bets. They're all coming next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.